It's Cofield and Company, live on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. Exciting times. Demond's all fired up. It's Cofield and Company. Reno's in. Vegas is here. ESPN Las Vegas, ESPN Reno. The hour is brought to you by Battleborne Injury Lawyers. You can call from anywhere in the state, 766-1400-775 in the north. Were you just clapping, as I will often do, going into an hour because you're excited um, for the show? You're excited for the Titans, or you're just freezing? I'm just pumping myself up, Steve. I'm excited for the show. There you go. Did you go. Did you take a drink with some uh, baking soda and vinegar? I'm going to try it. I'm going to the gym tonight. All right. That was a suggestion by Xavier Pope. The, the, the thing that's scary for me, and I'll eat anything, is baking soda and vinegar is like the number one DIY cleaning product. But now he's saying it's for like workout regeneration, that you can drink it? Yeah, he was saying to, uh, to calm down that lactic acid that builds up you know, while you're working. Because you still got a little bit more left in the tank. You just got to fight through that lactic acid buildup. I didn't know that. I don't know, even know what you're talking about. Fight through what? The after, lactic after acid. A work, that's, what? that's what builds up, you know, like oh. the fatigue that you get in your muscles. Um, more up my alley. Um, <laughs> we played a trick on someone earlier. It was a pretty stupid trick, but we wrapped up their food that just be just be. I uh, was was just sitting there in our break room and sort of hit it in a box with some other food. The person then was like, "I don't know what happened to it." They threw it out. Allegedly. Um, you still think it's a it's phony. And then the show made an effort to pay back the prank by going and getting the person a fresh sub. I I respect food and value, and if someone paid money, and he probably did, I don't think that was a comp. It was uh, Dennis Huff on Comp 92.3. I didn't intend that. Um, but he's been repaid with a fresh sub, so that's a good thing. But I respect value, which I want to tell you to go watch or listen, really listen, if you go up on our social media pages, at Cofield and Company, at Steve Cofield, at UNLV All Access, we did another Broadcaster Bites, UNLV Broadcaster Bites. We had a great time in Fresno. We found some good restaurants. One of the places that's always been recommended to us, Caleb Herring is on these trips. In this case, Matt Neverett was on the trip. Russ Langer on the trip. One of the places recommended to us was Doghouse Grill. It's barbecue, real incredible value. Like I was blown away by the prices, considering what we now have to pay for a lot of stuff in Vegas. Their specialty is a tri-tip sandwich. I swear to God, there were – I don't know how to swear to God. There were eight, like, full-length pieces of tri-tip on a sandwich, like, stacked. Stacked. Ridiculous value for $14. My – I had a couple issues with the place. My biggest issue was with the party that met us – let me restate this. The entire party that was going out to this doghouse grill, they were impatient. They had to leave and get there before I finished the show. So they left at 545. I get done at 6. I'm like, yeah, go ahead. I get there. They probably got there at 615. I got there at 630. I walk in, and there's six of us total. Five dudes are sitting at a table, which is a bar top table, there's no seat for me, and there's absolutely no room. They got the smallest table ever. And instead of getting – it really was like a three-top. There's five of them there, and there's no seat for the sixth. Me. Damon, what do you do? 
Well, first, you just got to go sit by yourself because these are bad friends. I will give a quick story. When we went out for the Super Bowl down in Phoenix, same thing happened to Adam Hill, but we knew Adam Hill was coming, so we made sure there was a seat for him when he got there after he finished Cofield and Company. I wasn't part of that meal or I left? That's a great question, Steve. <laughs> I wasn't invited? <laughs> what happened? I don't know why I wasn't. That's a great part of the story. So anyway, I'm, you know what? I am thrilled that you jumped on the their – I don't know if they're Bad not friends. good friends. They mismanaged the situation. Um, I forget the excuse that Caleb gave, and I was like, that's not a good excuse. So, yeah, and I didn't – like, I will do – the king of martyrdom is Adam Hill from Cofield and & Company and the RJ. I will do martyrdom every once in a while, but I was so incensed. I'm like, there's no room. So I ordered my food, and, and it, they have counter service. You go grab the food and then come over. And I was like, I am not standing there with a giant – tray of tri-tip and I got onion rings I like two trays just standing there at a table with no chair and too small for a big fellow to fit so I went outside by myself sad and I (laughs) no I was having a good time I will say and I didn't I I I didn't put this on this store this part of the story on the podcast because that will be heard by some people out of the market um, the one thing that was a little distressing, it was a nice place. It's a legendary place. So I was sitting outside and it was, it was a patio that appeared to be built with windows where they could serve people outside the windows, but the windows were all sealed. So I'm kind of looking at the back of all the drinks, right? All the, all the bottles and boy, they hadn't cleaned behind those bottles in forever. So I'm, I'm trying to eat my tri-tip and you know, I'm an animal. Nothing's going to stop me and my onion rings. And at every windowsill, it was like split up into fours. Every windowsill had dead flies. Inside. I, it wasn't like on top of me, but inside. I didn't want to tell that story because I don't want to make the place sound bad, but they got to clean that up. It's, it was a little. Now, maybe their retort would be like, who, what weirdo is just sitting facing glass behind? But someone might do it. I actually saw someone later do it. So I would just say, and it would be an effort because the bottles are on these giant shelves, but like, Rag out the flies, maybe. Otherwise, a great place. Why are you grossed out now? I know I'm with the restaurant. If you were to br- if you were to bring that complaint up, that's the oh yeah, we'll get on that. If that guy doesn't mind his business as soon as you're three <laughs> feet away, who does he think he is? I mean, it was, it's- the effort it would take to get back there. Why are you sitting outside eating like a weirdo alone by in the well, first where's, place? Where's where's the Fresno Health Department? They got an A grade. There's flies all over the place. Dead. I don't think that's I I you're going too far. Really? Yep. Oh wow. Okay, maybe the audience agrees with uh, the mon. All right, let's get to the big four. Battleborn Injury Lawyers presents the Big Four at four. Number four. Try tip without flies there, and um, I will also say the counter service, good and bad. Um, I couldn't find napkins. And also, um, I think it should come. It's a barbecue sandwich with barbecue sauce. And I normally don't slather barbecue sauce all over stuff that's smoked because you want to taste the smoke. Um, Caleb Herring said about the sandwich, he wanted it sloppy. He wanted it all wetted up and sauce all over the place. I just wanted a little more barbecue sauce. I think it should be standard that you get a little cup of barbecue sauce on a barbecue sandwich on the side. Am I crazy? Did you think to ask? I did go up and ask. And then the positive was... um, they get the audience that's going to be there. 
they the the female servers had V-neck shirts, and there were a couple. It was just like, you know, total eye contact, total pro. I was there to get napkins, and I was there to get barbecue sauce. I was not there to look at boobs. But I was like, for other people here who lack self-control, there you go, fellas. And ladies. There could be ladies who, you know, want to look at boobs. I'm not a restaurateur, but I will say, you take the sandwich the way we serve it. If you want extra barbecue sauce, we'll give it to you. But the sandwich is meant to be eaten the way we give it to you. All right. Another one. We're never getting to the big four here. <laughs> they serve a tri-tip sandwich. I wasn't asked, but maybe I should have asked. Can I ask for it cooked a certain way? It's a high-volume place. The tri-tip on... I actually wound up getting two sandwiches. I found a way to get a second one later on. They were both medium well to well. I would have liked a medium rare. Is that too much? Yeah. Why? If you're saying it's it's high volume, they're they're real they're you know they're slinging them out. This is how they cook their tri tip. Mm. Imagine if it's been back. Oh, we cook it. We start in the morning, and this is the tri tip that we have for the day. If we run out, we run out. Don't you think they're cutting it as the day goes along, and they could find like a nice, like an inner piece that's a little more rare, a little more medium. For one customer, no, I think no. For a lots of customers, you don't think there's anyone else? You're you're the only person that's brave enough to ask. Is that what we're saying? God, I should have asked. When, let me let, let me look up the schedule. When is when is UNLV basketball going back there? Yeah, that, you know what I'm going to try to do. I'm going to do the experiment. I might put it on video, and I'll bet you they're really accommodating. And I bet you they clean up the flies. I'm not going to ask about the flies, but what if they say, "Hey, man, sorry, man, that that's all the tri tip. It's cooked. The, the tri tip we can't change. You know." The wellness of it. All right. What if I what if I pull the order then? Am I a jerk? All right. I don't want it. Then they pull the classic. We don't need your business. Do you think it's going to get that heated? In a polite manner. This is a highly respected place. Who do you I'm think sure you they're are, all about Keith Lee. I, well, <laughs> I dream that I could be Keith Lee. God. I'm going to give you a bad I, review on broadcaster. Dude, I'm so yeah. That, well, I, I would never do that. Like you bet. You better watch our second review. On broadcaster bites. This place is going to get it. No, I never don't. That is one of my big pet peeves. And everyone on social media, I saw RebelNet do it the other day, right? They have a, a Twitter account and they tried to call out one of the chain pizza places. I'm like, what are you doing? Do you know how many people read our site? I've taken down your national pizza place. Why, why are we all into this? Do you know who I am? And I'm not into it, but. I'm going to a Caribbean spot today, so uh, I'm going to be trying it. What are you trying to get? Uh, basically, the oxtail. We're going to see. Wow. Yeah, me and a buddy are going. You That's know, a big ask. Yeah, so we're going to. If it's not, you know, <laughs> hey, do you know who I am? I might have to pull that one. Maybe I'll get my picture on the wall. Don't mention Cofield and Company. But definitely mention ESPN Las Vegas and also make a big stink because that's gone well for people in the past. Because someone in the building. Uh, a, a radio talent in the building actually did sort of do a, do you know who I am? Or at least they found out who he was. Actually, twice it happened to him. And that didn't go well. I'm also wearing my so stay undercover. I'm wearing my Battleborn Lawyer shirt. Oh, really? Officially, I'm a part of the team. So I'm also a respected attorney, as far as they know. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> Are you going to pull the, you're gonna pull the attorney card? Do you know who I am? And just point to the Battleborn Injury Lawyer's logo. Oh, you have the shirt on now. I, I yeah. couldn't see it. You're behind a, uh, oh, yeah. so, a, the laptop screen. Shout out to Justin Watkins. But, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm also a respected attorney in this town alongside being 
a radio personality. A big radio star. <laughs> so you're telling me you don't know who I am? Two professions? Please don't do that. I don't know what we're going to do with this big four. I would say just go go with number three. Number three. So we had it all lined up for a bunch of Raider stuff. We'll carry it over to Stanford Route, the former Raider, who will react to the uh, regime change. Do you like RG3? I think he's fun. I think he's fun. I think he does a good job on the games, and he's very funny. Uh, he'll offend people sometimes, but so what? Lighten up, Buttercup. Some of his takes, though, like clearly are not serious. Does that take away from his legitimacy when he says something like this? He is recommending for the next Raiders coach Marshawn Lynch. What do we do with this? Absolutely do, nothing. Do we take the bait and melt down and give him what he wants? What do we do? We do not take the bait. He ends the tweet by saying, who says no? Everyone involved. That's who says no. Um, I don't know if he's up on current times. Uh, headline from yesterday on Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch's DUI trial in Las Vegas delayed. That might hurt his chances. If you remember, he basically uh, was driving on his rims with his Mustang uh, near Resorts World, and that still is not settled. Probably a little too hot to touch. Although, you know what? They brought him back to the stadium, what, two weeks ago? So I guess maybe things are softening up. But that one complicates things a lot. It's Cofield and Company, live on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. Still kind of reeling here in Vegas. I'm not a Raiders fan, but I knew they were doing poorly. I didn't expect Mark Davis to pull uh-huh. the plug in the middle of a season. Josh McDaniels is gone. GM Dave Ziegler is gone. Stanford Route is here. He's one of our football insiders, a former Raider, an Oakland Raider, and he's up with Cofield and company. Stanford, you got us? I don't think Yeah, you're... yeah. Yeah, there like, he come is. Come on, man. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely been a crazy week. Yes, yes. Um I know you did uh, some on this on the uh, Believe in Raiders podcast. You had Paul Gutierrez on with you and Dennis Ackerman. So give me some of your conclusions as to why this, first of all, happened now. We lost him. Oh, no. I think that was a good lead up. Connection issues. We got him back. <laughs> Live radio. Uh, Stanford, <laughs> yeah, Stanford, did you hear my question? Why? Why now? Oh, I think that uh, Mark Davis just decided let's go ahead and do it now. Uh, from what I understand, from what Paul Gutierrez said, that Mark Davis internally gave himself basically the deadline of the of the same as the trade deadline of if I'm going to do this, I'm giving myself until Halloween to decide 
whether I'm going to go ahead and pull the plug or whether I'm going to go ahead and stay on for the rest of the season as far as with Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler. And clearly we see Monday night, I feel, was just the nail in the coffin. I think that the seat had been very warm for quite some time. We see that you lose to a Division II quarterback, undrafted, making his first career start with the Chicago Bears just a week ago. And I think that when you look at the, how the game transpired on Monday night, to see how it was only it was a 12-point victory for the Detroit Lions. But there was never a moment where you felt like the Raiders were in the game. And I think that the frustration with Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs just further bolstered Mark Davis's conviction in the the the, the simple epiphany that he had of okay, you know what? I gave myself the deadline of how to lean. We see the players are frustrated. It doesn't seem like we're getting better. And you go ahead and just put all that together and you come out with the accumulated answer of let's go ahead and get rid of the guy. Stanford, I've got to ask you with now head coach Antonio Pierce being the interim head coach, what do you think he's going to bring to this team? Because there's already videos out today where Devontae Adams, Amir Abdullah, they're playing basketball in the locker room. The linemen are getting their WWE on where it's like, hey, guys, we're having fun now. Do you think that's going to translate to any success on the field? Well, anytime you have a, a, a change in the season with a head coach or even an offensive coordinator or a defense coordinator, it's always like a breath of fresh air. That, uh, that, that comes through the facility because it's just it, it's just like a, it's a new look. It's a new feel. So I expect the Raiders to ride this wave uh, probably for a couple of games, at least throughout the Jets and the Giants. Uh, maybe not when they get to the Dolphins or the Chiefs right after that, but I definitely can see the fire that Antonio Pierce brings to the, uh, to the coaching game, or should I say to this team. And we all remember that he's from Los Angeles. Grew up a Raiders fan. And Antonio Pierce is not far removed from winning the Super Bowl against Tom Brady with the New York Giants. So I look for him to bring fire. I look for him to bring a certain level of swagger. I look for him to bring a certain level of physicality and just that mindset uh, to these Las Vegas Raiders. And to your uh, to the other point, I just think that uh, anytime you have a change in midseason, during the season, there's always going to be an exhale with the players if that was something that they wanted all along. And based on the frustration levels that you saw with Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams and numerous other players, it seems that there was a very consensus decision within the locker room that Josh McDaniels just wasn't the right guy for the job. And then when it comes to Antonio Pierce being the head coach, they had, he announced on the first day that going forward, Aiden O'Connell is going to be the starting quarterback. What do you think of that move that Jimmy G essentially has already lost that job? Well, I mean, that tells you right there exactly what the defensive side of the ball was thinking probably several weeks ago. You look at how Jimmy G has not played in every game this year, yet he leads the league in interceptions. You look at how Devontae Adams was deep, was, was open on two deep patterns on that right sideline Monday night against, I forget the corner, for the Detroit Lions, and he just simply was just overthrown. Uh, flat out, simple. Uh, Jimmy G just simply missed. Uh, when you look at plays like that, that's what draws the ire that's what makes a defensive player roll his eyes that makes the that makes just smoke come out of their ears especially from a hard-nosed defensive guy like an Antonio Pierce a linebacker a great player in his regard so that tells you that the defensive side of the ball has been wanting this change 
for quite some time. But now Antonio Pierce is the interim head coach. It's not some offensive guy like a quarterback coach or a running back coach or an offensive coordinator that gets elevated to the head coaching position. That just lets you know exactly what the defense side of the ball has been thinking probably for the last month. Stanford Route is with us, uh, one of the hosts of the Believe in Raiders podcast. I'm going to go back to uh, McDaniels and the decision to fire him. For you, do you think a lot of it, and I know you mentioned a couple of the games, do you think a lot of it was some of the really disheartening losses, like even going back to last year with the, the Cardinals comeback with Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield on like an hour's notice beating him with the Rams and the uh, Jeff Saturday loss that made Derek Carr cry? Or was it a bigger factor that Josh just had trouble managing relationships over the last couple of years? He had so many issues with so many different players. I think it's uh, everything. I think yeah. it's a multitude of issues. You saw the Raiders didn't get better. You saw the blown leads. It was five last year. That's an NFL record. You see how he his, his calling card, his, his claim to fame has been what? Offensive guru. Even going back to the Denver Broncos days, uh, back when he was the head coach there, they weren't a juggernaut on the offense side of the ball. That's what Josh Mc, that's what Mark Davis signed him on as the head coach for thinking that I'm going to get this offensive guru. I'm getting, I'm going to get an innovator, things like that. And you just never saw that he didn't, he didn't get along with Derek Carr. Obviously that's why they went ahead and benched him, told him don't even come to the facility the last two games of the year. So then we come to the off season. He now has the opportunity to choose whatever quarterback he wants. They go with Brian Hoyer as a backup. They go and now sign Jimmy G. Okay. That's who you choose. That's your prerogative. You're the head coach. That didn't work. We see Jimmy G has always been injury prone. Guess what? Jimmy G has had his injury issues so far in the first half of this season. And he's now leading the league in interceptions and hasn't played in every game this season. So I think for Mark Davis, he's just looking at it in totality and seeing there's not one area that you're excelling in to lead me to believe that you actually are the right guy for the job. For Mark Davis going forward, how much input do you think that he should have in the next head coaching hire? I know I'm going to sound like a hypocrite and say he should be hands-off, but if I owned the team, I would want to pick every head coach and general manager myself too. Yeah, but you know the saying, hmm. I'm brilliant because I know I'm not. And I think that for a lot of owners, if you know that you're not a football guy, and when I say that, Al Davis was very hands-on. God rest his soul. He was very hands-on. It was his baby. That's just that. That's what Al Davis did. He watched all the, the practice film, everything. I don't get the sense that Mark Davis has that, has, has that level of hands-on, has that level of just always being around it and, it and salivating over every nook and cranny of the game of football. I don't get that sense. Now, like I said, Notice I say I don't get that sense. I have not had many conversations with Mark Davis. I haven't been around him that much. So that's why I'm just simply saying that's how it seems. So for Mark Davis, for him to want to be hands-on with the head coaching hire, the GM hire, I think that's where you have to leave that to other people. Let other people give their opinion. Lean on them, other football minds. That way you're not over there trying to get John Gruden out of the broadcasting booth. That way, you're not going after a Josh McDaniels, who, by the way, let's not forget, he agreed to be the Indianapolis Colts head coach and then backed out at the 11th hour. So 
You want to look for a football guy, not necessarily one of the biggest names, not necessarily one of the people who's being floated around is, okay, these are the candidates for this coming offseason for the head coaching position. You don't want to look at it like that. You want to find the guy who's right for your team, right for your situation. He may not be the biggest name. He may not be the most provocative signing. He may not be that. But if he's the right guy for your organization, go ahead and sign him up. So for you, Stanford Route, do you want one of these hotshot OCs? Just stay away from big names and get an up-and-coming coach. Like Get your own Mike McDaniel. Uh, right now, obviously, we're halfway through the season. Um, right now, I would say on my list, but like I said, I'm just I'm just a media guy, just like you guys are. So like, please, please, nobody take what I'm saying is, is gospel or the Bible. Uh, but I always love what Jim Harbaugh did with his job with the 49ers. Those four years he was there, they had a great run game. They had a really good defense with Vic Fangio, Patrick Willis. I can go all the way down the list as far as the number of players that they had. Uh, I really like what Ben Johnson is doing with the offense of the Detroit Lions. You don't see the Detroit Lions dripping with Pro Bowl talent, but they play well and they play together. I like that. Um, that probably would be uh, two guys just off the top of my head. Uh, I, I, like I said, I like what Aaron Glenn is doing also on the defense side of the ball. You got Aiden Hutchinson. I would, I would surmise he would either go to the Pro Bowl this year or push hard for a Pro Bowl spot. But the Detroit Lions do not have numerous defensive players on the side on that side of the ball like the 49ers do that are playing at a pro bowl level but they're playing well enough to be leading that division by a game or two so those will probably be top three guys i'm thinking of uh some people may say that they're sexy picks or they're provocative names or something like that um i just love good hard-nosed football i love the approach to the game that jim harbaugh had with the 49ers and even with the michigan wolverines to a certain degree i just think this team needs an identity and i think that they need to establish the trenches and that's where they lack on the offensive and defensive line obviously max crosby notwithstanding so i think that uh i'm all about physicality and i think that's where it starts if you want to build a good team but nonetheless None of that is possible if you don't have the right guy taking the snaps from center. So you got to find a quarterback. Stanford, good breakdown, man. Thank you so much. You guys be good, man. I'll talk to you next week. There he is, Stanford out, the former Oakland Raider, just like a lot of Raider Nation, just looking for answers, man. Just want to get someone in here who can and you know, win at a high level. Book it. Book it. He wants Jim Harbaugh. That's not what he said, but he wants Jim Harbaugh. Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. Good conversation there with Stanford Rout. Sort of exasperated at the uh, notion that, man, they got to go do another coaching search. But I do believe there's a lot of good candidates out there, DeMond. DeMond's here. It's Cofield. Brad Powers is up. Leans and likes college football and Thursday night football. Titans. And Steelers on the way right here on ESPN Las Vegas. Thanks for ESPN Reno being in as well. This hour is brought to you by Battleborn Injury Lawyer. 766-1400 is a number. Dial 775 in the north. Can I throw a name out there? And again, I don't want to do this every day for, you know, freaking 10 weeks. A guy who I think when I mention this, most people are going to be like, Boob! Terrible! 
He's a great coach. I think everyone knows he's bound for the NFL at some point. He would need a great defensive coordinator. Where am I going, Devon? Lincoln Riley? Exactly. You want to hire an offensive coach. The only defensive coach that I would have interest in is Dan Quinn. He's going to get hired this year because I still think that well, maybe Jones won't let him from his clutches, but I, I don't think Jones is going to hire Dan Quinn. He gave him a big bump to stay around. But that's the only defensive guy that I'd hire. You know, think, Again, it's 10 weeks, so maybe someone else will come up that is intriguing. What do you think about Lincoln Riley? I think it would be a good move. I would need to know who the D.C. is going to be and what's the quarterback plan. Because although Lincoln Riley, he's looked like a miracle worker, whoever he touches in college, in college t- turns to gold, those guys also have the natural ability. I don't think he could do the same magic tricks at quarterback with, let's say, Aiden O'Connell if he were to come in. Aiden O'Connell's not the quarterback. Yes. I mean, I hope he does well, and I hope he solidifies himself as a legit number two, but he is not, he's not the future quarterback. But, yeah, I would need to know what's the quarterback plan. If they say, let's say they have the seventh pick again, and they believe in, in – any of the quarterbacks that's coming out, hey, he's going to be the guy. Let's say, hey, Drake May slides number five. We're going to trade up, and he's going to be our guy going forward. If that's the plan with a Lincoln Riley, I'm all in. And I mean, I know where I want to go with the quarterback, but everyone shot me down at the beginning of the week. So I, I still, again, I don't. You know what? <laughs> I don't. I just saw. I was just reading through a mock draft where like four quarterbacks or five are going in the top eleven, and some of the guys like. One site had Bo Nix. I mean, there are sites that have Bo Nix as like the 12th to 14th quarterback in the draft, and uh, Mock Draft had him like the fifth pick. Let the stop. Overrated. And I don't believe that J.J. McCarthy is a, is a top 10 pick. So I don't, I don't think the Raiders, I, again, unless they're successful in losing every freaking game, but I don't think the players on the team, like Josh Jacobs and – and Devontae Adams will just want to lay down for the rest of the season. I know Antonio Pierce, unless he's been told, hey, don't freaking win. I know he wants to take, you know, take this opportunity and try to show his wares and and win some games. But that that is the that is the biggest issue for any coveted head coach candidate. What do the Raiders come back with, or what does Champ Kelly come back with if he's going to be the GM when a coach says, All right, what's the quarterback plan? Who are we getting? Well, you're going to get a, you know, maybe we can pick in the second or third round and get someone. Or, you know, it'll be this free agent who's the 22nd ranked quarterback in the NFL. Like, is that that interesting? The Raiders are, it's, it's a great job. This is a great place to live. Obviously, there's the tax benefits. But as you and I, I think we were talking during the break, you're going to take your first job. Especially if it's someone young, you're going to take your first job without a quarterback? Or even your second job, like Brian Flores. Hey, bounce back time. Okay, here, here you go, Bri. We got Aiden O'Connell. What? Like, no, I, I'm done if I don't win this time around. Brad Powers on the way here on Cofield and Company. Leans and likes in college football and an angle on Thursday Night Football. It's Cofield and Company's Eye on Sports Gaming. On ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. 
All right, we bring in Brad Powers, veteran better, puts his money where his mouth is. We'll tweet out the tickets. Uh, Demon, do you want to run by your uh, your basketball betting theory? You want to run it by Brad here? Brad, the Memphis Grizzlies, my hometown team, they have not gotten a win yet on the season. And I might just keep putting a little little on them because they're due for a win, right? Good Eventually it's got to come Good through, strategy, right? right, Brad? Yeah, the old do factor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Not a good strategy, but you know what? Your guess is as good as mine. I I didn't even know the NBA started last week, <laughs> so uh, I have no clue on that. But yeah, the the do factor can get you in trouble. Although yep. I'll say this: no matter how much experience you have betting, sometimes every now and then you do say to yourself, "I think they're due." Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I, I I make those bets every year. So Brad's concentrating on football. Um, I concentrate on stalking Brad, and also now my next job is policing the internet for Brad. Can I bring something up? I know you're a regular on VSIN, right? I saw something yeah. with Mitch and Paul the other day. They've now got a pizza place because they they always talk about pizza money. And I was like, what the frig is going on here? That's Brad's thing. It's just being stolen. No, I, yeah, no, I can't take credit for that. I'm trying to think who it was. That I, I, heard I, that I actually, I, the, the, the dialogue I used to hear was on Fox Sports National when it was, you know, you, me, and R.J. Bell. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I heard that maybe a decade ago, so I can't okay, take good. credit for it. I can't remember who, who uh, told me that yeah, originally back well, in the day. They, they got all mad because they feel like Scott Van Pelt stole their, um, Bad beats thing from ESPN Las Vegas years ago. So, whatever flattery or whatever imitation is uh, flattery. Blah blah blah. Yeah, well, you get that. That's that's just the nature of the industry we live in. Um, well, I'm not going to use the pizza money thing anymore. I'm annoyed now. I don't have I don't have a pizza graphic. Um, all right, Will Levis can he be anything close to what he was last week? Because if he is, uh, I think the Steelers are a bit vulnerable here. But uh, Steelers are three right now. Whoa, totals thirty seven. Yeah, I mean, I, I have doubts. I mean, rookie quarterback, short week, on the road. Now you have film on him. I lean Steelers, but, I you know, to be perfectly frank, I didn't even put a Totino's pizza bet on this one. Oh, I love Totino's little pizza bites. Um, did you have any money on TCU, Texas Tech, or Wake and Duke? I had money on all those games tonight. I, I lean Texas Tech, uh, anything under three. Well, I'm waiting to get hurt by the old CLV uh, monster uh, with Wake. I took Wake and the under several points ago, like touchdown plus uh, on both of those. So we'll see how that goes. And then I, I played a little Troy uh, as the news is breaking about South Alabama's quarterback not playing. Brad Powers with us at Brad Power 7 up on Twitter, bradpowersports.com. You can get all these picks and a great uh, newsletter. And, frankly, his email – uh, that he sends out. I mean, it's 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 every day, multiple times. I mean, there's just tips and more games and more angles. It's tremendous. So go sign up at bradpowersports.com. Mount West Conference play tomorrow. Are you going to do anything with Wyoming now six against Colorado State? Yeah, I keep hearing the, the weather's getting worse and worse and worse. Uh, man, I, I honestly, Colorado State's playing like their seventh straight week. They have this ridiculous schedule to close out the season. Well, Wyoming's only playing their second straight week off a beatdown at the hands of Boise. I kind of lean towards Wyoming here now that it's under a, a touchdown. All right. Laradice tomorrow. Uh, kickoff may be in the mid-40s. Could get down into the 30s. All right. Saturday football, there's a ton of good games. 
You know, I find the Miami Hurricanes pretty fascinating. They're uh, five and a half at NC State. Lean NC State. I really don't like either team, to be honest with you. I think both are overrated, both off phony. Well, Miami's off back-to-back phony overtime wins. And they were outstanding in both of those. And then NC State got outgamed by nearly 200 yards by Clemson last week and somehow found a way to win that game outright. So, uh, current numbers, I'm going to lean NC State plus five and a half. I want to keep it in the ACC and talk about Clemson. Plus three against Notre Dame. Is this the week that Dabo proves Tyler wrong? <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> I like that. Uh, yeah, I like Clemson plus three. Uh, I, I say, though, let's wait until Will Shipley gets confirmed out, and then we'll go ahead and take three and a half there uh, once that news uh, becomes official. Uh, so to wait for that, and I also lean under 44 and a half. I do believe Clemson's uh, defense will have success against an overrated Notre Dame offense. Keep in mind, Notre Dame's last two games, six non-offensive touchdowns. That screams overrated to me. Does the number one seed in the CFP do anything to help a little extra motivation for Ohio State in trying to smash out Rutgers? Only laying 18 and a half. That's a very small number in the history of the series. <laughs> Sadly. Well, it's a very low total at 42-and-a-half. Uh, no, I, I, I really don't have much interest. I I guess if you're leaning more towards the Ohio State side, I, I would prefer more of the over 42-and-a-half. But uh, I, I did not get to the window Saturday total on this one, which is rare for me. Numbers come down in Maryland and Penn State, right? It's Penn State 8-and-a-half? Yeah, sharp money definitely on Maryland here. Surprising considering what Maryland's done the last two games, losing outright as a two-touchdown favorite both times. Uh I'm not buying it, uh, so I, I'm going to lean Penn State. I'm going to fade the big move uh, on Maryland here. I'm going to lay with Penn State. That over under 30 and a half for Iowa Northwestern. Should I zag while others are zigging and take the over? You know what I did. 29 and a half was the open at circa. I bet over. Uh, I just think you know you need perfection to go under uh, something like that. Iowa's perfectly capable of scoring defensive and special teams touchdowns. Also lean Iowa minus five. I think that number's a little low. Northwestern off that big win last week. Iowa off a bye, maybe a nice reset for them. Boy, I bet you the Colorado offensive linemen go out and bust their ass for Dion after he basically said, if you don't play well, you're out. Uh, I don't think that's a good motivational tactic with four games left. But Oregon State on the road, 13 and a half. Yeah, I don't get that because he kicked most of the guys out on the offensive line to begin with. These right. are his guys. Right. I mean, right. Most of these guys are transfers to begin with. I don't get it. Uh, Oregon State. I wanted to bet Oregon State, like, play the weak material. I just – it's not the greatest of price. I thought it would be a little cheaper than this, but certainly Oregon State's the right side. Air Force, Army, Denver, crowd now north of 50,000 for the game, so it'll feel like a big-time atmosphere for Air Force. They're laying 18. Easy win? I took Army. I know top service just gave out Army. So All right. uh, this is historic. I went through the – the database is uh, when have we had a 17-plus point favorite with a total this low? Never in FBS, first FBS. Is that right? It's happened a few times. Yeah, it's happened a few times in the FCS level, but never two teams, uh, two FBS teams. So I'll play on the history there, uh, you know, correlation. I like the dog. I mean, if you think there's going to be suppressed scoring, I'll take the big underdog. Just to put in perspective, I started using a bunch of data points. So how do 10-point or more underdogs do with a total of 40 or less? 77 and 57, not bad. I'll take that record. Wow. How about 14 point or more dogs with a total of 37 or less? 15 and 7. So every little data point and subset of that says take the with a low total, you're taking the big underdog. Big fan of this uh, Fafita kid at Arizona, and I like what Jed Fish is doing. Can they do it again? Play a really competitive game? Pull the upset here, getting three against UCLA. 
really big battle in the marketplace on this game. A lot of people love Arizona plus three. A lot of people like UCLA under three. Uh, I'm going to sit it out as far as the side. I did play under here. Uh, I, I do think UCLA's pass rush can get to Arizona. Arizona's defense is a little underrated as far as I'm concerned. Washington and USC. This is a big one. USC's got to get off the deck and play a little better defensively and also score a ton of points. 76.5 for the total, and the Huskies are laying three. I think USC's the sharp side. We saw the money come in on them this week, especially yesterday when those three and a halfs are taken out. I think that's the right side, but I think the best play in game uh, because you're going to get wild swings with a total in the mid 70s. I mean, it'll it'll be kind of something similar to USC Cal last week, where I mean USC can find themselves down a couple touchdowns. Then you can go ahead and bet USC in game more. Say USC comes out with their hair on fire and Washington's down early. Go ahead and bet Washington that uh, number. So. In game for me would be the best value bet. Brad well, Powers. Regardless yep. of side. Yep, keep going. No, that's it. You're done. Uh, Brad Powers. BradPowersports.com. At BradPowers7. Up on Twitter. I keep hearing about how bad LSU's defense is. Then why is Bama only three in this one? Well, because LSU on the offense is the best offense in college football. Number one in yards for play, yards for game, points for game. I mean, those are the three basic metrics to evaluate an offense. And, you know, I'll use Nick Saban's words that he used a couple years ago. He says good defense doesn't be good offense anymore in college Mm -hmm. football. So I understand the money on LSU. Am I betting it now at three? No. Do I think it moves off at three? No. So uh, not a great value bet now, but I'm on the position on LSU here. I just Look, the the point spread says it's going to be a nip and tuck game to the very end, one possession. In the fourth quarter, you need a score to win the game. Do you trust Jane Daniels or Jalen Milrow? Give me Jane Daniels. There you go. Uh, Bedlam, Oklahoma State getting six against OU. Tough game for me. I mean, this would have been a double-digit point spread just a few weeks ago, but Oklahoma State, I would make the case that their offense is the most dramatically changed unit, offense or defense, of any team in the entire country. Uh, they changed up blocking schemes. They stopped the musical chairs at quarterback and went with the, and decided to stick with Allen Bowman. Obviously, Ollie Gordon, a running back, is putting up <laughs> similar numbers to what Barry Sanders had in his 1988 Heisman season. But that being said, it kind of screams to me, buy low, sell high. Buy low, Oklahoma off a loss. Sell high, Oklahoma State off four straight easy covers. What's your read on Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss? And I guess what's your read on Texas A&M? Uh, it's a three-point spread with uh, Ole Miss favored. Tough game. I mean, money's coming on A&M. Second week in a row, a lot of money on A&M. I, I don't trust A&M. Uh, you know, and they didn't get to the window last week in South Carolina. So, at three, I think Ole Miss is a better team. They're at home. I made it four and a half. And I like Ole Miss quite a bit here. What do you think of uh, Texas at quarterback? They're laying four. I think it's a really dangerous spot for the Longhorns. And K-State's a good team. Yeah, it is, but the market says that. I mean, they're at home only like four. I mean, I, I just think 10, 15 years ago, this line six or seven. And then, yeah, I mean, Kansas State's a great play. I still think Kansas State's the sharper of the two sides, but what I went ahead and bet is the under. I just, I love both teams' defenses uh, have the advantage over the opposing offenses. And I didn't like what I saw from Malik Murphy, to say the least. He can't have two bad turnovers like he had last week against BYU. He got bailed out by the defensive special teams. You can't count on them each and every week. I saw Fresno up close last week. I don't think Mikey Keene is completely healthy. I think maybe he'll be healthier this week. He kind of got it going in the second half and moved a little more. Boy, Boise did not get off to a great start. They got all these losses, and yet they're right there again, uh, challenging for the Mountain West Conference title game. Boise on the road, a dog. 
Yeah, I got to you know keep uh, an eye on Ashton Gentry, uh the outstanding running back for uh, Boise State. Uh, and we'll see if he can go. They do have Halani back healthy finally. Uh, I think Boise State's the right side. I think Boise State wins outright. I loved what I saw from them coming off the bye. They pounded Wyoming, the only team to beat Fresno at this point. And Boise is just underrated. Go look at those uh, some of those scores. I mean, lost by two uh, at the buzzer against UCF. Uh, Memphis game they lost by three when they had a block field goal returned to, for a touchdown against them, a 10-point play on one play alone. And then, obviously, you talk about the Colorado State game. They're up 20 with five minutes left and somehow lost on a Hail Mary. So, Boise State underrated, Fresno overrated, Boise State one of my favorite bets of the week. Rapid fire, 45 seconds on the Nevada schools. So the Wolfpack, a little bit resurgent here, taking on Hawaii. Yeah, I, you know, market says Hawaii's the play. I disagree with the market. I, I think Nevada ha- has been resurgent, and even prior to the, the couple of wins here, if you start looking at their finals, it looked better than, than uh, originally anticipated. Another double-digit fave spot for the Rebels against New Mexico on the road. Lean New Mexico. I haven't got there yet. I mean, it's just it's every week I feel like, wow, I can't believe you and you and all these <laughs> at this type of point spread, but they just continue to exceed expectations regardless of what the point spread is. So it's kind of a pass for me. All right. Cover machine at a minimum. Uh, just like Rockers. What a, what a season this has been. A magical season. <laughs> <laughs> you laugh. Uh, Brad, we appreciate it. Good luck this weekend, and thanks for all the good advice. Hey, thanks for having me. Take care. Thursday night football is on the way. Go Titans. Go Will Levis. Go DeMond. Could be another magical weekend starting tonight with Thursday Night Football. We'll see you.